Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. This week, we're starting a new series looking at Psalm 23 for the year of 2023. Now, this psalm is the perfect picture of the goodness of God. But not only that, it gives us an antidote to all of the things that worry us in our lives. And every week, we're going to unpack each verse and we're going to journey through the psalm together. And then hopefully, by the end of the eight weeks, you'll have memorised the whole psalm. And as we journey through this psalm together, we need to be thinking in two ways. One, that we we need to identify as a sheep. Now, you might need to use your imagination a bit for that, but essentially as the one who, when is feeling vulnerable, needs to know the Good Shepherd. And secondly, for us to hear the invitation to become a shepherd and to help lead others to Jesus, to still waters where they will find comfort and they will find rest. And so that we all know what I'm referring to, let's start with reading the Psalm. So why don't you stand together now, wherever you are and read the Psalm out loud that's gonna appear on the screen. Let's read together. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So Holy Spirit, as we walk through this psalm together, I pray that you would speak to each one of us. I pray that you would inspire our thinking and that you would reveal yourself afresh to us today. Amen. Out of all of the Psalms in the Bible, Psalm 23 is the most famous Psalm. And most people, whether they have a relationship with God or not, will most probably have heard it. It's often read at funeral services to bring hope. But yet the great news for us is that it can also encourage us right now today while we walk through our daily lives. And I believe that as we meditate on this Psalm and we allow it to become part of us, we'll find a new way of approaching not just our future, but our here and now. Now today we're gonna be focusing on the start of the Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. In other words, the Lord will provide, I have everything I need. But before we do that, I think it's important that we take a few moments to understand how the Psalm is framed. And this is really special as we can really begin to see the Father heart of God. You see, I believe that David, 
when he wrote Psalm 23, framed it in such a way that enables us to have this encounter with Jesus as we journey through the psalm. But firstly, it's important for context how we understand the word Lord. So the word Lord, in all capitals, is the personal name of Israel's God, which became Yahweh, the ancient Hebrew form of the verb, he will be. And through some wonderful translations, eventually entered into English as Jehovah. But the main thing is that the word Lord, in all capital letters, is an indication of the divine name. It refers to the one who is and forever will be. So now we understand the significance of the Lord, we can then move to understanding this beautiful journey towards intimacy through the passage, through the use of pronouns. Now, you might be thinking, hang on there, Lou, sounds a bit geeky to me, but do stick with me because it is good. Okay, so grab the psalm, look at it again. The psalm begins with the Lord, but then notice the use of the third person as we start to focus on what the Lord does for us. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And because of what he's done, I can walk through the darkest valleys and I fear no evil then notice how David takes us deeper into the Father heart of God as the psalm becomes about you. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. And then it ends with our response that because of you and what you've done, Lord, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, the way David structures the psalm in this way points us towards an encounter with God. And he does it by phrasing it in such a way that it helps us to take the spotlight off ourselves and focus on the Lord as our good shepherd and in the way that he blesses us. And as you read the psalm aloud, the encounter with God begins to happen because we start to talk to him when we're saying things like, you do these things, Lord. And because you're like this, Lord, therefore I can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Like we want to encounter God as he is. His nature and his character tells us there's no need to fear anymore because he's our shepherd and he will provide for our, our every need. So let's keep that in our minds as we look in more detail at the first two verses of the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I said at the start that we would need to have all the mindset of being the sheep as we journey through this psalm. So let's start with that. The theologian Kenneth Bailey says, sheep have a special problem. They have no defences. Cats have teeth, claws and speed. Dogs have their teeth and their speed. Horses can kick, bite and run. Bears can claw, bite and crush. Deer can run, but the sheep have no bite or claws and cannot outrun any serious predator. They can butt other sheep, but that ability will not protect them from a wolf or a bear. The sheep's only security is the shepherd. 
Now it's interesting that David used the word shepherd in this psalm. He could have used king or deliverer, yet he chooses the Lord is my shepherd because David understood both the uniqueness and the intimacy of this. You see, he'd been a shepherd before and so he personally knew that shepherds know their flock by name, that they live with their flock and they will do everything they can to protect them. They literally are their protector, their guide, their security and their provider. You see, a shepherd feeds, leads and meets needs. That's what a shepherd does. And God says, I will be your shepherd throughout. I'll feed you with my word. I'll lead you and meet your needs, whatever they look like. And our needs are dependent on what we're going through at the time. Sometimes we need comfort. Sometimes we need protection. Sometimes we need encouragement. Sometimes we need discipline. Sometimes we need direction. Yet God promises to meet those needs. The sheep need a defender who is the shepherd. They are fully dependent on him or her. And we as the sheep have the best defender. And so therefore for us, this is the best way to follow the way of Jesus. And it's the only way to follow the way of Jesus, to be fully 100% dependent on him, completely dependent, not partially dependent on him and other stuff as it doesn't work and you'll be disappointed. But when we choose to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing, we are saying that in you, Lord, I find rest. In you, I can trust. In you, Jesus, I have everything. I don't need to worry. Philippians 4 verse 6 tells us, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There's nothing that we need that God can't supply. And he tells us further on in this chapter when, he's, when Paul says, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now I need reminding of this so often, that God is all I need and that he will provide. I tend to overthink I can find myself wrapped up in my own thoughts and if I'm not careful, then it can start to spiral a bit. And before I know it, I'm headed down some sort of rabbit warren. I've had to dig really deep at times to believe that God will provide, that I lack nothing when it's felt as if I've lacked everything. Yet then I've seen God's kindness and his love and his grace for me and for us as a family as we've chosen faith over fear. Faith over anxiety, faith in Jesus. So let me ask you a question. How are you today? If you're feeling some level of vulnerability, maybe you've been struggling with your mental health, you're emotionally overwhelmed, or you're physically unwell, or financial worries are crippling you, you can fill the other gaps there. Then there is good news. If you choose to turn to Christ as your good shepherd, there is an ultimate promise of fulfillment. You can be like David, I lack nothing because in Christ I have everything. 
So if you're feeling vulnerable today, then you're in the right place. The Lord is here and he can bring fulfillment to your whole being. There's an invitation to come to Jesus today, to be fully content and be able to say, because the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. God is the source of everything we need to live. We need to put all of our security in him. Like we can lose everything else, but we cannot lose our relationship with God. No one can take that away from you. You see, Jesus actively goes out to seek for us. He knows he is all we need and wants us to understand this so we can be fully content. And then the parable of the lost sheep, when he's talking to the tax collectors, he asks them, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home. And then he calls his friends and his neighbours together and he says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. He's telling them that it's not the sheep that are in the fold that needs to be found. It's the ones who are not. That's why he came to seek and save those who are lost. And the whole of heaven celebrates when someone makes the decision to follow Jesus. It is why he came. In Hebrews, it says that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. And the joy was always the lost sheep who would repent and be reunited with him and our Father in heaven. So let's not give up on anyone who may have wandered from the faith or who is not currently in the fold. Let's pray for them. Let's search for them. Let's love them. It's what Jesus does and it is the heart of the Father. And then they can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Let me finish with this. Some of you will be familiar with the phrase Yahweh Jireh or Jehovah Jireh, meaning the Lord will provide. But the Hebrew verb Jireh literally means to see to it. The Lord will see to it. Yahweh will see to it. And I, I love this because it's like God's going, chill out, I'll see to it. When we're worried, chill out, I'll see to it. Maybe we can picture that in our moments of prayer. And if you're in moments of high anxiety, he's saying, I will see to it, the Lord will provide. And when we think about provide and provision, the word pro means beforehand, the word vision means to see, to see beforehand. An old theologist says, with God, to see is also to foresee as the one who possesses eternal wisdom and knowledge. He knows the end from the beginning. From eternity to eternity, he foresees everything. Thus with God, foreseeing is prevision. Having prevision of man's sin and fall and need, he makes provision of that need, meaning to see beforehand. With God, prevision and provision are one of the same thing. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Charles Spurgeon said, the sweetest word of the whole, of the whole is that monosyllable, my. He does not say, 
The Lord is the shepherd of the world at large and leadeth forth the multitude as his flock, but the Lord is my shepherd. If he be a shepherd to no one else, he is a shepherd to me. He cares for me. He watches over me and he preserves me. The words are in the present tense. Whatever be the believer's position, he is even now under the pastoral care of Jehovah. It is not only I do not want, but I shall not want. Come what may, if famine should devastate the land or calamity destroy the city, I shall not want. Old age with its feebleness shall not bring me any lack and even death with its gloom shall not find me destitute. I have all things and abound, not because I have a good store of money in the bank, not because I have skill and wit in which to win my bread, but because the Lord is my shepherd. The wicked always want, but the righteous never. A sinner's heart is far from satisfaction, but a gracious spirit dwells in a palace of content. If you've not made Jesus the good shepherd, then there's lots of reasons to worry. If you haven't made God the Lord over your life, because you're gonna have to face those things on your own. You'll have to find the solutions on your own, but you can't because you're not God. But the good news is that you can know him today. You can begin a personal relationship with Jesus and a heavenly father who promises to care for us as we are his children and he is our good shepherd. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that no situation is too far out of your control to provide. For you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides and sees to it. You know our heart's desires, God, and we know you hold the provision and you have the solution. And we choose to recognise that you are able to accomplish far more, to do far greater than we even thought possible. So we trust you today and every day. Thank you for teaching us to be content in all circumstances. In Jesus' name, Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. <laughs>